growing a property portfolio is your next venture, then this is the episode for you. Listen in as I speak to Colette Thompson, an established property investor, and we are chatting about growing your portfolio and the importance of diversifying it to create a sustainable business. We also talk about the changes in booking patterns this year, and I've created a free guide on how you can get bookings and expand in a difficult market. You can grab the link from the show notes. Now let's dive into how you can grow a property portfolio. Hello and welcome to this episode of Grow Your Holiday Let Business. I'm your host, Jane Mack, and today I'm joined by Colette Thompson, who is a property investor and founder of Cotswold Property Partners. Colette, welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you here. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Colette, you've developed two businesses, both in property. It's a property investment consultancy you have, and also you've got a holiday let business called Let's Escape. Let's start by just telling us a little bit about your background. How did you actually end up getting into property? Yeah, of course. Um, so I have uh, been in corporate for all of my life, left school at 16 and apprenticeship with British Aerospace, um, moved on to Accenture, and I've been a contract manager for over 20 years. And just over 10 years ago now, we were just, my husband and I were chatting, we've got two children, um, and we we're just looking to the future. And whilst we both had good jobs, okay jobs, we were never going to set the world on fire. And there's just that little bit of how will we ever retire? Um, mm-hmm. And property, we loved watching all the property programs like so many people do. And, and we sort of took it from there. I started looking into auctions and uh, not in, definitely not in the holiday let space at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we went and we bought a small property at auction to be a buy to let and um, needed a small amount of refurb. Um, and that was in the Cotswolds here where we're living now. We live in Whitney and that's just 20 minutes away in North Leach. And then about six weeks after we completed on that, our world completely imploded. I just had my daughter um, and my brother really sadly lost his wife. Um, and he had a two year old boy, as did we. And you just thought he needs that same long term financial stability that we do for him and his son. So with him and with my mum and dad, we then looked at going again. Um, And over the course of the next 12 months, we actually bought 10 properties altogether um, and (laughs) nine into the the business um, and one for ourselves. And we moved house, moved house in twice in that same year. I I managed to accidentally make us homeless for a few weeks. Um, (laughs) And and yeah, and went from there. And because it was a pension pot for all of us and that bit of safety and security, we never took anything out of it. So it all um, got reinvested and every few years we, we would go again. And so about six years ago, it was beautiful property I went to see and, and it just wouldn't work as a buy to let it wouldn't fund itself and a friend was mm-hmm. doing holiday lets and I thought well let, let's give that a try I was working part-time at Accenture by this point um, and did that in my in my part-time basis over the weekend and the two days that I wasn't in corporate um, and, and it just went from there. Wow that is unbelievable I love that you went from one property oh we just bought 10 that year just go 10 uh, why yeah. not why go two or three let's go 10 oh, that's brilliant and it's like it's just a sign that you really caught the real property bug there um but with a really sensible forward thinking it was an investment pot you know it's for pensions retiring and it's that sense of security there so um but I just love the fact you went from one to, to ten um so what what did you find sort of most challenging during that time in, in the actual investing in the properties uh so this was like as I say 10 years ago now just over 
and it was a different space it was a different mm. landscape it was easier to get your mortgages together those first ones at auction we had the money set aside ready to go as we got more used to it I was able to buy some of those at auction on a mortgage and knew that I could get those mortgages through in time I wouldn't be doing that in today's landscape Mm -hmm. uh, there is a much more longer time scales to get your mortgage to go through currently but that that's how we move that along at the time and then that first holiday let just went so well that as my other homes down here in in Oxfordshire in the Cotswolds gave notice on the buy to lets we flipped those to be holiday homes as well oh, and that's really? gone really well I think mm -hmm. knowing that your properties will work as a buy to let as well as a holiday let is really mm -hmm. important that multiple exit strategies so that if one doesn't work out you can move it to the other and still maintain your cash flow oh fantastic and yeah as you say it's having that flexibility it's really good and knowing that you can do that so what would you say nowadays in this current market you were saying it's obviously very different from when you started out what are the main challenges people are facing at the moment and how can they overcome those yeah, so the principles are still the same. I don't think anything has changed in the, in the major landscape in terms of how we invest. And if anything, in the holiday let space, it's so much more popular. So you can go and find information on it much easier. Um, you can Google it. There's a million mm. courses to go on. Um, I actually think you can find everything you need to know free online if that's what you're looking to do. And if you are going to choose a course, just make sure you do it because it's going to provide you that information quicker. Um, mm. But it is all out there. Um, I think the space at the moment is a lot of people are fearful of what's mm -hmm. going to happen next. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they need to be. Mm -hmm. I think when we were investing 10 years ago, or little, maybe a little bit earlier than that, when we first moved to Whitney, it was in 2007, which on paper is historically one of the worst times you could buy a property. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the following year, we had the financial global crash, mm -hmm. um, and the property prices dropped. But I think Provided you don't need to ever sell a property at a specific point in time, it will historically have shown it will always ride out and you will make money on that property mm. eventually. So as long as you know that it can cash flow and that yeah. you're not going to have to sell at a point in time when then you are beholden to whatever the market's doing mm. on that day, yeah. then, then you will be fine and you will ride it out. Yeah. And how does your consultancy help people then in, in the investment side? Uh, so we have a we had a four step process where we can um, help to find the property. So source the property for you. And so do all of the due diligence upfront on what you are looking for in a property, find the property, manage the negotiations. Um, and then if it needs any refurb or uh, renovation and it's in the right area, we can help manage to do that and um, setting you up as a holiday home. Uh, so everything from your rules and regulations, make sure all your health and safety is set through to getting it all kitted out correctly. Mm -hmm. And then if it was, again, in the right catchment area, whether we could run it. But we're doing relatively little of that at the moment because mm -hmm. we're so busy. We've moved on to do it from sourcing properties. Mm -hmm. We then were looking at two different ones that for one reason or another didn't come off. And we'd done all of the work and I looked at them as like, these are fantastic deals. Actually, I think I'll just go ahead and see if I can finance these myself and do them um, under the Cotswold Property Partners umbrella. So we've actually got two developments going on at the moment. We've got a manor house we're converting into uh, eight apartments and then a beautiful holiday let property in Whitney that will be a five bedroom, four bathroom, gorgeous high end holiday home. Yeah. I think it's having that diversity in your portfolio, which mm -hmm. obviously you can't get on day one with your first property. Yeah. But as you expand, if you can build in some diversity, it really helps to de-risk your profile. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I, I love that as you say that that being able to diversify and you know, I've been following you on LinkedIn. I'm seeing the progress of the manor houses. I love that. I love before, during, after, and I love to see the transformation that goes on, which is fantastic. So just talking about diversifying your portfolio there, you mentioned about flipping properties from long-term let into holiday lets. You know, how can people go about that? You know, what sort of things should they be thinking about if they want to do that? Yeah, so we um, obviously had the apartments, uh, the apartments that we bought when we bought the big lot together are up in Wigan and they're all buy-to-lets mm-hmm. and, and standard buy-to-lets. And then our holiday homes are down here across Oxfordshire in the Cotswolds. And yeah, it's really important to know that you can flip and to be able to do both. And it's about understanding your cash flow because actually mm-hmm. physically being able to do it is relatively simple. And um, we had two properties that were running as buy-to-lets in the beginning. So when we wanted to give them a go at being a holiday let, it was a case of, well, how much is it going to cost to furnish it? We, we could understand what the bills were um, and how long can we run for on that basis before, you know, we, to give us time to get the uh, guests in and see if it will work. But our overall risk really was just the property outlay. Um, and then you can rent on with the furniture in there anyway, if you do come back to the buy to let position, which we've never had to do. Um, and it's just really important. So, because then you are protected no matter what happens. Yeah. So nobody could have predicted COVID. But when <laughs> they shut our holiday homes overnight with zero notice, mm-hmm. our um, lets up in Wigan were able to provide enough cash flow to keep us in the black whilst we went, well, okay, we can't holiday let these anymore. So what can we do? And we mm-hmm. flipped those, not to long-term lets, but to who could we help in the mm-hmm. uh, in the in the crisis. Yeah. So we found out there was a care home nearby, and their their workers couldn't go home, so they took one of our properties. We had one where it was a factory that makes um, diabetes equipment, and their Indeed. workers needed to be there and couldn't go home, and they took one, and that's how we managed it. Oh, fantastic. And I think that was really important during COVID because all well, the holiday lets shut down. There was a lot of people who were helping. I think a lot of people helping the NHS staff. It was those ones where they can't yeah. go back because somebody in the house had COVID or maybe they had, but they had to stay isolated. And a lot of people were using these properties to really help them because of the job they did as well, which was really good. And it helped to put the property to good use and wasn't just sitting empty, which for holiday lets and any any property, you never want it left empty at any time. It's better just to use it rather than to, to have it left just sitting there as well. Yeah, and our biggest house that wouldn't work like that was it was too big and would have been too expensive anyway mm-hmm. was actually taken by a chap who had moved here for work from America mm-hmm. um, and whilst he worked an hour away from our property we were the closest he could find that was big enough that would take a pet and they had a they had a family oh. dog and so they, they that became a corporate let their company paid for them to stay. Yeah, you see, there's all different ways, isn't there? So many different ways around it. And do you find that most of your business comes very locally or do people sort of contact you from out, from beyond or the Cotswolds and, and your local area? Uh, what we find, it depends on the size of the property. So we've got smaller ones in, that are more in the heart of the Cotswolds and they tend to go, the bookings come in nearer to the time, mm-hmm. it's usually two, three people um, and they can be um, from all over. The Cotswolds is a real good meeting point and -hmm. actually our Whitney one which is a a four bed and it's really beautiful and and huge and lots of downstairs space that tends to attract people um from all over the country but that are split so families Mm -hmm. or friends that arranged to come and meet it's quite a central point so there'll be you know four four couples come in and two will be coming up from London and one will be coming from the northwest and that that's how they that tends to find 
Yeah. And do you find that your areas are they're quite, it's quite a, a consistent flow of guests are coming through in the area? Yeah, it's been a change this year mm-hmm. for definite. I think oh, the yeah. scaremongering again, mm-hmm. particularly in the press around um, what monies people are going to have and how difficult it's all going to be, I think has just made people a little bit cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, so where the coach house, the bigger property, would normally be booked well in advance, we've not really seen a drop in bookings. It's been a mm-hmm. great year, but those bookings have come through much right. nearer to the time. Really unusual. So whether mm-hmm. or not people are saying, well, like, hold this weekend but we won't book anywhere just yet I don't know Um, but it's been a real change this year and hopefully that'll settle down again next year yeah I've heard that from a lot of people the booking patterns have been really different where people like you say people have been used to the advanced bookings way in advance and they could see they could plan they knew what was happening where this year it's been much more last minute so it's not been as you know it's as as future proof as, as, as people have been used to in the previous years and what have you got in terms of the licensing, dare I mention, the licensing coming in. Have you got many sort of problems at the moment with that? Or as I know England's just coming in, it's not really there fully yet. Yeah. I, I think the licensing was always going to happen, um, mm-hmm. particularly as we've had the Airbnb boom. Um, and you hear the same things, people worrying, well, there were mm-hmm. this many this last year and now there's too many and markets being oversaturated. And again, mm-hmm. all of that fear, fear and doom and gloom. Yeah. I think if you're running a good property at the at the levels that I feel we should all be running them, you're not going to have any problems because yeah. your properties are going to meet these standards. There yeah. might be some bits and pieces around, you know, the changes to fire alarms, those sorts of things, yeah. but they are for the right reasons. Um, and once they're done, that should be fairly future proof. But I think most of us that are running good quality holiday homes mm-hmm. have these things anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't have health and safety measures just to tick a box. We do it because we want our guests to be yeah, safe. Absolutely. We have everywhere clean to a beautiful standard because mm-hmm. that's what we'd expect if we were guests. Exactly. Um, so I don't see it being a huge issue. I think it. Um, what it might do is get rid of uh, some people that are playing in the space and not doing it very well. Yeah. Um, but the, like anything, the ones that are really not doing it well because they don't care and they're just running it at a mm-hmm. much lower level, they, they will continue and just wait and see if they're caught. Um, yeah. But those of us that are running and running well, I don't mm-hmm. see it being an impact. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I know, obviously, you know, the end of this week is the deadline for Scotland to, to come in to get uh, everyone's licence applications in. And when, when I had my agency, they, every property pretty much had all those steps in place anyway. They had all the health and safety things. I think the only couple of things now that they, they insist on is like the Legionella results um, and floor plans, you know, but everything else we already had. So actually for any of my property owners, there's not a change, not a huge difference. No. It's that all these things were already in place because as you say- and that's because you were running at the top end. Yeah, so if you're me- running the best, you're not going to have any problems. Yeah, exactly. So just aim to be running at the absolute highest you can. Exactly, yeah. And somebody asked me yesterday, they said, oh, what's your thoughts? Is it worth doing? And I said, yeah, because- you still should be putting these things in place anyway, but I think there's been such a hype over it. And I do get it. There are people who, for some reason, maybe, I know there's things to do with layouts or open plans or might have to put separate doors in. And there are some things which are more unconventional properties. Yeah. That, yeah, that maybe, maybe have to look a little bit more into and might have a bit more work to do. But overall, you know, I said, still go for it. There's no reason you can't still do this. These things is what you should have been put in place anyway, should you were going to do a holiday left. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will find that certain ones is, again, not the fire doors and some of those mm-hmm. things, which certainly for the UK, there are still bits that they're working out there in mm-hmm. terms of open plan and all the rest of it, sorry, in England. Um, 
But in terms of some of the other pieces, if you didn't have them, I think these people would find some of their insurance would possibly be yeah. void anyway. Mm-hmm. So these are the things you should have in place. Yeah. You should understand what your insurance mm-hmm. covers and you should always be hu- well, well insured. And it's just really important in any business mm-hmm. that you do that you yeah. have the right level of insurance and you understand what they are. So we have had issues across the board. So we have the apartments, um, the whole block caught fire and we oh, had all seven um apartments were evacuated and unable to go back for months on end and that was a real panic time but the insurance covered it all and looked after mm-hmm. everybody and the coach house we bought knowing it was a flood risk that floods right it, it yeah. does but we are fully covered yeah um everything is dealt with and we have business loss interruption insurance along with it so yeah mm-hmm. the insurance is really important and making sure that your property is run in such a way that you're not inadvertently voiding that insurance yeah and I think it's really as you say it's really important because the likes of the business interruption insurance it's like don't skimp on these things you just think oh it'll never happen to me nobody thought pandemics would happen nobody thought global crashes and all these things but yeah the um you know it is that don't skimp on it and it's more like just put it in in place insurance can bring you because that's what enabled us to buy the coach house it Mm -hmm. was not selling because it's a flood risk it's a slightly quirky layout Mm -hmm. and it wasn't working as a family home and so we went away and looked at well what would that mean if it did flood and we'd Mm -hmm. just work our numbers to um make sure it covers that eventuality and it does and therefore it works as a business in a way Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't necessarily work as a family home yeah, well, that's a very sensible way of looking at it because you say some people may look at that and go, well, I'm not buying it, it's a flood risk, and straight away, you know, discount it. Whereas you said, look at your figures, what could you do with it? What would the insurance be? And actually work it out and realize now for you, you've purchased it, you've got it, it's working as a business because you put the work in, did that bit of research yeah. and actually looked at it from a different point of view rather than, no, I'm just going to straight away discount it. And we're it. it out to enable it to flood so that there's yeah. a, as little damage as possible. Things mm-hmm. are easily, we're tiled throughout where that is. Mm-hmm. And we change windows and doors and things that needed to be done to enable it. And it just works as long as it works within your numbers. Yeah, putting planning in place can make all the difference. So what, what sort of top tips would you say, Colette, for anyone who is starting out looking at investing in property, what are the things that they should be looking at? Uh, So if you're investing in property, I think be brave. I think understand that as long as you can keep hold of that property, then you are not going to lose it. Even if there's a market crash, all the things that people are currently talking about, um, you you will ride that storm and you will come back out. Mm -hmm. So understand what your numbers look like going in. How long, if it doesn't rent immediately, how long can you, what are your costs and how long can you cover them for? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the same whether you're looking at it as a buy to let or as a holiday let. What is your worst case position? What is your fallback? I think one of the things that holds people back when they're looking at property investment is they have this fear of what if I lose everything? Mm -hmm. And it's actually pretty difficult to lose everything in property. It's not impossible. I know it has happened to people. But if you've done that due diligence first and understood where you're at, Mm -hmm. and for example, you're adequately insured, even if your worst case happened and it was, you know, raised to the ground in a fire, you're insured, the land will always have value, all of those things. So Mm -hmm. actually don't let worse, understand what your true worst case scenario is Mm -hmm. before you start feeling like, well, my worst case scenario is losing everything. Yep, that's it. Then what's the real worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. What's the reality of that happening? Mm -hmm. And can you sustain that? And if you can, that helps you to be that little bit braver and and go forward And, and talk to people that have done it. Most property people, love chatting about it I love chatting about it you (laughs) know they'll give you a hand and they'll have a look at something Mm -hmm. and help you to understand whether it works or not 
Mm-hmm. And on a holiday let side, what we say to people is, uh, someone sent me a, two two properties of the day, so which one you, would you recommend? And, and they'd, they'd done quite a lot of research in mm-hmm. both sides. And I opened it and I went like, well, that one. Because like, which one of these two properties from a curb appeal point of view uh-huh. would you want to go to on your holiday? And one of them looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're the sort of things. So I always think holiday lets are quite an easy one to get into the head of your ideal client because yeah. you're probably that person. What do you want to do when you go on your holidays? Mm-hmm. So we usually so you want a car parking space. Uh, you want to be able to walk to a pub nearby. Um, multiple bedrooms, bathrooms. Really key for me is however many bedrooms you've got, however many people you say this sleeps, make sure you can sit them comfortably in the living room and at the dining table. 100% clit on that one. I used to tell my owners that all the time. Don't try and squeeze people into things when just because you think you can get more money from more yeah. guests. Let's think about these people sitting around a table. Nobody wants to sit yeah. with a table leg between their legs on their holiday. People don't want to sit in a poofy stool and live in. They want a proper sofa or a seat. Yeah. And that was one of my big things is comfort is better. So less is more when it comes to that. Yeah. yeah. And townhouses are, are the key for that. I mean, people are immediately going, look, it's got extra bedrooms because it goes yeah. up this way. Like, yeah, brilliant. And the footprint downstairs is going to seat four people. Where yeah. are you putting the rest of <laughs> them so yeah, yeah outside space uh car parking space walking distance to a pub or amenities or, or whatever mm-hmm. that is uh yeah and, and enough room in your living areas yeah absolutely really good tips and it's just so important to think about all these different things because you don't always think about the actual guest in there at the time sometimes we get too focused on well that's the house that's the cost how much money am I going to get well, that's great but what are you going to do the inside you've got to think about the guest experience it can get so it's looking at it as a whole picture rather than just the, the monetary value as well in it um so for you and all your sort of diversifications you've got your own property investments like the manor house which you're continuing to renovate and you're doing up you've got your ones that are running you've got holiday lets what else is in the the future holding for the Cotswold Property Partners? Uh, yeah, so all of those things, what I love about them, in, and I would recommend to anybody as mm-hmm. you grow, if you can, is they are multiple streams of income that all mm-hmm. come in separately, but they feed into the SA management side. So if we do the consultancy piece for somebody then and it's in our area, then that will go into, you know, running the holiday let. Um, the developments that we're doing, so the uh, church green property, the big five bed, that will go into our holiday let mm. portfolio. And ideally the manor house will become eight apartments. They'll be run more as sort of corporate lets, um, okay. but they hopefully we will hold those as well. Um, and then, yeah, we, we look to bigger and better things. I'm working with uh, Suki, Cower of uh, Build For You. She's renovating my manor house. Mm-hmm. And we're then looking at different joint ventures um, for bigger, bigger properties that we can develop. And um, that's really exciting. And then more things like this. So doing the podcast, mm-hmm. I do um, some mentoring um, and looking to do more public speaking. So I do mm-hmm. some talks around how I think we all hold ourselves back because yeah. we don't always recognize how good we are at something, particularly yeah. anything that comes naturally to us. Yeah. Anything that we just do without thinking about, we tend to not set enough store by mm-hmm. and not put enough value to. And that tends to hold us back as mm-hmm. well. And yeah. so trying to help people to clear that so that they can go on to sort of mm-hmm. own their brilliance and, and really skyrocket their businesses. So yes, and public mm-hmm. speaking as well. So you've got lots happening at the moment, which I love following all your different developments and everything. Um, anything else in line? Don't, you're just waiting to see what happens with joint ventures. Have you got any ideas what you'd like to do perhaps? Any other areas? 
Yeah, so I'm going off on a business retreat next week. Lovely. Katie Webster is running, not next week, a couple of weeks now. Katie uh-huh. Webster's running, that's out in Dubai. Um, yeah. I think a business retreat is a really good idea if you can find the right one. This is yeah. one's about networking connection and uh, raising investor funds. Um, I'm working with a lady, Molly Aldridge, on her JJ Club, which is an incredible um, opportunity. It is a brand new private members club that's going to be based in London to start, but that is family focused which doesn't really exist at the moment there's loads of private members clubs and some of them tolerate children but actually ones where it's led by the family and how Mm -hmm. to have these beautiful surroundings and that's got plans to roll out across nationwide once we're up and running and so yeah so we've got that going on Mm -hmm. we're looking at some property in Bath and um, lots and lots of different things at the minute yeah and I love the fact that you've got all your property portfolio and lots happening there but you're also doing stuff for you as well you know the business retreat and that fact that you want to help with public speaking I think that's great that it's not just running head first always in the business but you're actually doing things for your own your own development and that yeah, runs I- into the business development as well it's really important because it's what keeps you fresh it's what yeah. keeps you moving and then it again helps you to see well what can I do that'll help others mm-hmm. um, and so from in terms of helping other people to invest mm-hmm. my time now is has been really cut short because of the amount of developments that we're doing yeah. so we are doing um, an earn and learn program because I raise private investment as well mm-hmm. um, to fund some of the different programs right. what I realized was the manor house is a really good example I have all the funding approved from my development finance company to buy the property mm-hmm. and to do the development. And so what they do is they say, well, there's 500K and you draw down as you need it and you just mm-hmm. pay interest on what you draw down. And what I started saying to people is, if you want to invest, I will pay my interest to you instead of to them because I just draw down less. And that's gone really, really well. Um, and so we do that and we pay uh, fixed returns to our investors um, and anybody can really can get involved mm-hmm. in that. You get to uh, hit the criteria, but that's something we can talk about. Um, and then we're doing an earn and learn program mm-hmm. where if you invest your money, I think I talked at the beginning, there's lots of different courses you can go on. Yeah, you do, um, yeah. And some of the gurus choose, charge huge mm-hmm. amounts of money. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I'm not a trainer. I'm not going to tell you what the best way is to mm-hmm. do it. But what we are going to do is share everything that we do and track it along with the development of the manor house and show you what's happened at church green and um, so we'll have a regular zoom call uh, where we'll take you through how we found the properties mm-hmm. how we put the offers in how we got the finance in all of the development mm-hmm. and then how we refinance out at the end and then rather than having to pay for that as such you'll put an investment in and we will pay a uh, interest on your investment Fantastic. See, that's really interesting because there's so many people do struggle to understand how can I invest? How can we go about it? And that's a really interesting way of doing it. And as you say, it's done in real time and it was done in line with, you know, it's day to day. Here's what we're doing. So it's not just this in theory, this is what you can do. This is real life and this real time. So I think it's really important. I think that sometimes it's easier to understand when you're seeing it in that real time happening as it is. Yeah, and I think because we've done it, and the Manor House, again, another good example, because it was um, it was at auction. So we put in a pre-auction offer and we secured mm-hmm. it before the auction, but we had to buy it under auction terms and it only gave us four days to put the offer together, mm-hmm. um, which means we had to make some pretty hefty assumptions around the risks. And what this will enable us to do is, as I was saying to you before, people get put off because they're scared by the risks. Mm-hmm. What we'll share is these are all the risks that we included 
these are the ones that materialized and how we dealt with them Mm -hmm. these are the ones that didn't so that's just money back into the pot Mm -hmm. so we've had huge delays on the manor house and I'd got to that point where because you're only ever dealing in piece that's happening on that day you're mm-hmm. only ever looking at the next problem the next problem yeah. and I got to the stage I have to go right I need to just make sure this still works and when I work through all the finances again we're actually in a better position today than we were when we put the offer in because some of the risks we had to uh, price up in the original offer didn't materialize mm-hmm. so we went for permitted planning development uh, to change from commercial to residential um, but if they'd have said, if the council had said no to that, we'd have had to go through full planning, which is a much more costly process. Mm-hmm. So in our numbers at the beginning, we had to account for that. Yeah. Permitted planning development was all approved. So it was less. So we're actually in a better position now, despite the delays. Yeah. And it's all those sorts of things that you can yeah. share so that people can start to understand. Mm-hmm. This is how the risk works. This is how we offset it. Mm-hmm. What do we do if it materialises the delays that we have had? Yeah. And how can we finance those? Yeah, I definitely that is that understanding piece because it's, too many people have that idea of I want to invest in property I don't really know how they know some bit but they back off because a they don't understand fully they're not brave enough they're not sure about the risks but it's having that support of somebody as well to can explain and you know do your research and learn about it because you're a proof of the pudding Colette that it can be done you have a great portfolio there you've diversified you've flipped you've got really great different income streams there in your property portfolio so it can be done Um, and I love the fact that you have different ways of doing the investment and getting people involved and how they can get a return out of it as well so I absolutely love your portfolio and how you've developed your businesses it's fantastic Um, and if anybody wants to follow you and continue to follow the Manor House and its its journey um, where's the best places to find you Colette? Uh, we are across social media, uh, both my uh, personal site, if you search me up as Colette Thompson on uh, Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, and then Cotswold Property Partners and Let's Escape on all three platforms as well. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, I will pop those in the show notes as well so everyone can see that. And um, Colette, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been really lovely chatting to you and hearing all about how you run your property profile, so um, or property portfolio even. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been brilliant. Thank you for having me. I'm from my first ever one. I was very nervous, um, but you looked after me great. <laughs> oh, you've nothing to be nervous about, Colette. You're great thing is when you're passionate about something and you know what you do it's easy to talk about because it just comes yeah. naturally doesn't it so it's just all your knowledge and everything that you're really passionate about so it's just great i am um, everyone who's listening thank you very much for listening to the episode today i hope you really enjoyed it and you've got some great tips about how you can invest in property and how you could start growing your property or portfolio if you have liked what you heard and you think anybody else could really benefit from this then do leave us a review and uh, share what you think And any questions, as always, you can always pop over to me on Instagram. I am at Jane Mac Consulting. So now's your time to go and grow your holiday business.